and gentlemen, today is Tuesday, April 23rd, 2019. Today is a day that you'll never forget, and let me tell you why. Why? Because just yesterday, April 22nd, 2019, it was announced that the Pat McAfee Show 2.0 is taking the show on the road. Yeah. That's right. We're traveling to six cities. We'll be doing a show. I'll be doing a comedy special, and we'll be having a great time with special guests in Pittsburgh, Columbus, Cincy, Iowa, Detroit, and Minnesota. Also, with a wrap-up show in Indianapolis, Indiana. Tickets go on sale next Monday at noon. We cannot wait to party with you. We can't wait to entertain you, and we can't wait to have a great time. We are sorry we couldn't come to every city in the country. That is the goal one day. These six are just the start to something special. With that being said today's show is a heater mike florio joins us for all the draft and nfl conversation you can handle the boys and i chit chat about a lot of things on the back end you're going to absolutely love it this show just like every other show is brought to you by our presenting sponsor SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the greatest ticket buying app where on earth and the moon, the moon. It was Earth Day yesterday, so celebrate by utilizing the greatest ticket buying app on planet Earth. SeatGeek does something for you that no other ticket buying app does. That scan every other platform to make sure you're getting the best bang for your buck. The greatest ticket available is available for you at the greatest price from your friends at SeatGeek because they're the greatest ticket buying app on Earth and the moon and right now if you use the promo code pat you get ten dollars off your first order and if you use promo code mcafee you get twenty dollars off your wow. first order it's easy as that you download the seat geek app you go ahead and pick the tickets that you want to a comedy show maybe huh oh, oh yeah how about that good idea Maybe a theater drama show? Oh, perhaps. Oh, I don't sure. think there's a lot of people listening to their show that do that. <laughs> <laughs> Sports are still happening. We talk about hockey later. We talk about the NBA. Baseball is just kicking off. SeatGeek has all those tickets. You download SeatGeek. You pick what you want. You put in promo code PAT, you get $10 off. Promo code McAfee, get $20 off. And then you go experience something live. You're alive, but are you living? Go live and experience something live. Shout out to SeatGeek for being the greatest sponsor on earth. They really are. They are down to do whatever with us, and we're very thankful because listeners of our show get an incredible benefit and an incredible treatment from the people at SeatGeek. Shout out to SeatGeek. Also, brand new sponsor alert. Uh-oh. Brand new sponsor. <laughs> this one has a lot of... Um, Big words? Excla- no. No, what are the things, though? Like a period, a comma? Punctuation. Punctuation. There we go. This one has a lot of punctuation, so uh, oh. bear with me. Bitcoin? <clears throat> Which one was that? Huh? Question, Question mark. mark. Obviously. Nailed it. Oh, I like that. What do I think of when I think of Bitcoin? Oh, dot, dot, dot. I think of something that really grew up very fast, and I had a chance to buy early, <laughs> and I passed on. But boy, I see a hell of an opportunity for everybody listening right now, and there's this new extension called Lolly, where you can earn free Bitcoin from over 750 retailers. Retailers such as SeatGeek, Foot Locker, Priceline, pay Lolly when Lolly users shop their sites. Lolly then pays you in Bitcoin, letting you earn up to 30% back in Bitcoin on any purchase. You can hold the Bitcoin or cash out anytime to USD, and the money 
is yours. I know this will be most people's first Bitcoin they have ever earned, but if SeatGeek trusts them, then I do as well. Go to lolly.com, L-O-L-L-I.com to earn the money of the future. That is L-O-L-L-I.com. Again, lolly.com to earn free Bitcoin from hundreds and hundreds of top retailers. Ladies and gentlemen, an incredible conversation with a smart man. Calling us now from his house in Morgantown, West Virginia. He's an Italian. He used to be a lawyer until he decided to take over the blogging game. He writes about the NFL on a daily basis on the internet. Millions and millions of people read it. Everybody knows it's the one-stop shop for any NFL news, rumors, or mishaps. Ladies and gentlemen, the founder, owner, and voice from Pro Football Talk. You see him on NBC Sports, both in the morning and on Football Night in America. Ladies and gentlemen from WVU, Mike Forio. Hey, I, I am ready to, to ram my face repeatedly in someone's fist right now. You, you've gotten me. You've gotten me all all lathered up. That's good. Let's hey, go. Let's hey, do it. This is a huge week for you, Mike Florio. It's draft week. I got a lot of questions for you about smoke screens and a bunch of lies that are being told by teams and who's going to go where. And I think you're the only guy that can tell us those facts. Well, look, I don't know who's going where. I know that and this year more than ever. It it really is. Uh, quiet from the standpoint of trying to figure out exactly what's going to happen. But, Pat, I agree with you. There's a lot of lies that are told every year because this is the ultimate game of chess, checkers, and chicken where you have teams that have so much strategically riding on the outcome of the draft. And if anyone gets an inkling as to what any team is going to do, then you have to worry about getting leapfrogged and losing the guy that you covet to someone else. So there's a real incentive to lie. There's a real incentive to misdirect, and there's no incentive to tell the truth. How do you kind of wave through all that stuff? How do you, how, Wade, sorry, how do you get through all the lies so you don't misinform the millions and millions of people that read pro football talk? Do you have like a lie detector, a sense of who's bullshitting, who's notoriously a liar during draft weeks? Like, how do you know? I know who to trust after doing this for 18 years, and I know the people who have the best incentive to know how the draft board is going to fall together and also to know that those are people who, based upon repeated year after year after year of talking to them, working with them, they have proven their worth. And let me tell you the best people to talk to if you can develop the relationships. And I can't give the names, obviously, but there are certain agents who understand the critical importance of being able to say to their clients, exactly where they're going to be drafted, most importantly, where their floor is. Because you need to gauge your expectations of your clients very well. You're going to get fired. Remember, Geno Smith fired his agents not long after he fell out around one of the drafts several years ago because everybody thought he was going to be a first-round pick, including his own agents, meaning his agents weren't properly dialed into the fact that he was going to plunge. You need to have agents, and I try to talk to the ones who I know, have a very good understanding based on their own relationships where they're getting to the truth. I just rely on them because it's impossible to have the right relationships across the league to get to 
that sense of where a guy's floor may be. So those are the people I trust the most. Everybody else I don't trust. I don't trust anyone from any teams because they all have a clear interest in manipulating the board to their advantage. Even if they're talking to you about a player at a position that they don't need, they would love to see players at positions they don't need get drafted earlier than they should because then that pushes players down the board that they do need. So you have to be very selective about who you listen to. And I've learned over time not to let myself get burned. I'll traffic in fact. I'll traffic in my opinion. But I'm not going to traffic in draft rumors about who's rising and falling unless they come from somebody that I trust. Great verbiage there. I'll traffic in this. I'll traffic in that. The fact that you said you trust agents more than anybody else is a wild statement that I never thought an educated <laughs> human would say, but it makes sense. What Going back into your past for covering this game for so long, is there a moment that you remember just getting completely duped by an NFL team? Yeah, probably, but, you know, my approach is just move on. I mean, everybody's going to screw up from time to time. You're going to make a mistake. You're going to get burned. I'd have to really sit and think about it, and I'd have to think what I can say without burning a source, even if a source has burned me. But yeah, it happens. It happens, right? People, people will spread bullshit, and they hope that you fall for it, and they justify it by saying, hey, anything necessary to help get the guy that we want available when we pick. But I'd like to think it's been so long ago, I can't remember the specifics. I'd like to think at least 10 to 12 years ago, I figured out the game, and I, and I knew to not listen to a lot of crap because I realized that there is a very strong incentive. You know, the rule of thumb is this. For a team that loves a guy, they have a very strong incentive to spread lies about him so he falls down the board and they can draft him. For a team that hates a guy, they will say great things about him because they want some other sucker to draft him and push down the board a guy they actually want. And once you accept that, you get to the point where you don't believe anything except when it comes from the people, like I said, who have the greatest incentive to be right because they have to say to that kid, hey, you're going between 5 and 15 or you're going between 10 and 35. And if they're wrong, they're going to end up not having that client for very long. Let's hop in a time machine. Just about a month ago, Kyler Murray was a lock to go number one. Now everybody's saying there's really no shot of it happening and they're going to go another direction. Is that all bullshit or are you getting the feeling that that's not going to happen and he's going to end up back in baseball? Here's the thing to watch. Here's the thing to watch. He's, he's committed to going to the draft. And if he cancels his plan to go to the draft at any point this week, that means he's not going number one overall because his agent, Eric Burkhart, represents Cliff Kingsbury, the coach of the Arizona Cardinals. And look at what Burkhart oh. did to get Kingsbury out of USC. He was locked in as offensive coordinator. Burkhart negotiated a $150,000 buyout so Kingsbury could get out if another opportunity emerged. It happened. He got out. And Kingsbury's now at Arizona. So at a minimum, I'm not saying they're going to draft Murray as a favor to Burkhart, but at a minimum, Kingsbury owes it to Burkhart to tell him what they're going to do. And Burkhart's going to know, assuming Kingsbury knows, and I'd like to think the head coach is going to know. If Kingsbury knows, which I don't think is a reach, then Burkhart knows, then Murray knows. And if at some point between now and Thursday, we find out that Murray's not going to the draft, that is the sign that he's not going to be the first overall pick. But if he goes to the draft, I think he's the first overall pick. And if he's not, then there's going to be one hell of a mess, and it could be 
new agent for Kyler Murray by next week. I respect that. You just said you would hope that Cliff Kingsbury would know what they're going to do. It is on record that the Browns refused to tell Hugh Jackson who they were going to pick because Hugh Jackson would leak it. Now in Oakland, there's stories coming out that they're sending everybody home, don't want to hear from anybody until all the scouts are sent home. Everybody's out of the room. John Gruden said that McShay, no, Mayock better not fuck it up. I mean, is there a little bit of tension already in Oakland? They got three first-round picks. There's no way they can mess this up. And sending the scouts home and getting everybody out of the building, is that more normal than uh, social media was leading us on? I think it's very abnormal. I think it's normal to have concerns about your scouts and about whether or not you can trust them. But I think there's a way to manage your scouts so they don't know anything that they can use to compromise you. Look at New England. You think any of the area scouts know what Bill Belichick's ever going to do? No, he has no reason to tell them. Why? Because it's not their job. Their job is to gather information. Their job isn't to make the draft board. And that's where that value of that do-your-job top-down design that New England uses is so great. There's no reason to tell the guys, so there's no reason not to trust them. They can be trusted with things that fall within the boundaries of their work responsibilities. And if you do that, you never get yourself into a mess like this. So what are the Raiders doing that their area scouts can't be trusted? What are they being trusted with? that they would be in a position to blab to anyone. And if you don't trust these guys just to operate within the confines of your office, why the hell are they working for you in the first place? I mean, it's astounding to me. Now, my theory is this. The John Gruden, in hindsight, should have fired Reggie McKenzie the moment he took over last year. But I think Gruden wanted to keep McKenzie around so he could blame somebody if it all went to shit last year, as mm. it did. And he could blame McKenzie for Khalil Mack. He could blame McKenzie for this, McKenzie for that. And now he's just got to blame Mike Mayock for anything that goes wrong. The bottom line, though, is Gruden's running the show. And there should be a way to keep those folks around. But just think about it. If you're sitting in the draft room on, on the first night of the draft, and, and they've try- they got a question. If Mayock's got a question about some obscure fact that an area scout who did the workup on the guy would know, he's not going to be there to give the answer. I mean, that, that's how you're, you are hamstringing yourself, all because of this, this paranoia that is being fueled by the desire to take those three first-round picks and get the most out of them because they need to make people forget about Khalil Mack. They need to convince people they did the right thing by trading Mack and by taking the first-round picks. And, and that's where I think that it's all that pressure and that urgency that has fueled this extreme reaction that has Gruden freaking out and Mayock just going along with it because I guarantee you this was Gruden's decision, not Mayock. If you're a Raiders fan, you watch your two best players get traded out of town. You watch your team not have a home for a while. They're going to Vegas. We'll give a head coach $100 million, then they can't win a goddamn game. I mean, if you're a Raiders fan, you got to be about fed up, excited to see what happens on Thursday night, though, for the Raiders and Friday night. Speaking of Friday night, I will be announcing the Colts' third-round draft pick. What would you recommend to me to make Make sure it is a flawless, beautiful execution while I'm up there on the microphone announcing the pick. I want you to do what you just did when I started. I want you to do that. <laughs> the exact same thing. With me. Not for screw the pick. Do what you just did for me. And that I, I will I will send you a very large check of an amount to be determined later if you do that from the stage on Friday night. Uh, I'm very excited about it, man. I, I think the draft is uh it's a time where Dreams come true where memories can either be great or terrible. Who's somebody you think that is going to have a better draft than what people were expecting and somebody who's going to have a worse? It could be a team or a player in themselves. 
Oh, hang on a second. I want to go back to what you're doing Friday night because I'm just putting the, 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 the connections together. You're going to Nashville where the Titans play. Mm-hmm. You're identified with the Colts. Remember what Drew Pearson did two years ago? And when David he trolled the Eagles fans? Yeah. yeah man, this, is, this is your chance. This is your chance to convince Vince McMahon that you're ready to make that turn for <laughs> a heel. And you go down there and you start talking shit on all those Titans players. Come up with it. Just take all the West Virginia jokes you've ever heard and just twist them and turn them to Nashville. And it's the same, same idea. You know, about bare feet and lack of teeth and all that stuff. Same idea. You know, I'm just kidding, people in Nashville. We love you. But this is a great opportunity if you do go down there and get those people all riled up, and it'll be the event of the weekend. And I guarantee you, we'll play it on Monday on PFT Live if you do it. Florio, when I say this, I mean it. We have a very large demo in Nashville. I was just there this past weekend. A lot of people said hello. They were very nice. But know that I'm going to own that moment, and it's going to be a beautiful <laughs> one. I'm already prepared for it. Uh, speaking of owning a moment, what are you hearing on uh, Monday Night Football? Uh, any SEAL Team Boomstick talk going on? Well, Peyton Manning doesn't want to do it as long as Eli's still playing. And the Giants somehow got two Monday Night Football games this year, even though the prospects of that team aren't very good. Good. So I think Peyton's eventually going to do it. See, here's the thing, Pat. Would you want to do it for like a year and then get bumped by Peyton Manning? Is they that wouldn't. worth it? Florio, they wouldn't bump me. As soon as I get in there one time, they're going to sign me to a 10-year deal. <laughs> yep. You and I both know that. As soon as I get on there, it's a 10-year deal coming immediately. They're, they, they wouldn't be able to bump me, Mike. They wouldn't be able to do it. Would you do it for free? Uh, now, if I can own my own podcast and own my own company, I would utilize it as a commercial every Monday night and make Monday Night Football a must-see TV operation again, for sure. Now, think about that. They're paying Bob Iger $65 million a year now, so they could probably use to save a little cash. That's what I'm saying. If Half of that, that, I'll that, do it. They get that analyst <laughs> for $0 and $0, cents, then you know, that may be very attractive, because I guarantee you Peyton Manning isn't doing anything for free. <laughs> they said they were going to give him the... I don't know if they said that to me, or I heard it on the internet. I, it might have been Tony Romo, but I guess they were just going to go with the Brinks truck and ask Peyton whatever he wanted to get that gig. He turned that down. I wonder how that whole thing's going. But yeah, man, as long as I can own my own stuff, you get me on a microphone on every single Monday night, Monday Night McAfee. I mean, I'll be able to do whatever you need to do, my brother. The amount of merch we'd sell would be absurd. <laughs> be absurd, Mr. Florio. How are you doing? Yeah, I think Romo's getting $10 million a year in his next deal, assuming it's the CBS. I can't imagine him becoming a free agent going elsewhere. But, yeah, I think $10 million is going to become the number. And whatever he eventually gets, when Peyton Manning gets in at some point, and I think he will, he's going to make more than that. I can't believe I'm going to make $10 million next year. <laughs> um, Florio, do you watch those videos that Chris Sims puts on the internet, or you just repost them because you kind of feel bad and you have to? Uh, I guess there's a middle ground. I don't watch them. I, don't <laughs> them I feel bad and I have to. I post them because I get paid, right? <laughs> I post them because there's, there's a capitalist financial incentive to post those videos because uh, – that that pre roll is worth some money, brother. So, uh, um, you know, I uh, I, I, pa- I pass them along when it looks like it dovetails with a topic that I write about in the post below. And if people watch it, that's fine with me. <laughs> I respect. Why that. is there a reason I shouldn't be? Do you know something I don't? I, I don't. Uh, no, that last one about where you hold the ball at was kind of tough to watch. But you posted it, and I watched it. I mean, it was just. I mean, it was what we got to do. The internet's a funny place. Um, are you going to be live in Nashville? or Are you going from home? I am going to stay home. I have been to the draft and I've worked it from home and I, 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 I'm so much more efficient from home. I can, you know, keep track on everything that's happening distill the information, make any calls that need to be made. It's just so much better and so much easier to do it from home. I go down to the bar and I'll put on the TV screens. I'll, uh, you know, open up the laptop and, uh, 
and, and just start cranking away, and we'll just crank all night long, keeping up with everything that's happening because people are interested in knowing what's going on. If you were a prospect, why in a million years would you go to the draft? I, I've wondered this every single year. There's always a situation that has drama in in the back. I have no idea why anybody would choose to go. I, I honestly don't fully understand. Maybe you can help me understand it a little bit more. I wasn't a potential first-round draft pick, so I never had to be in that situation. But I don't know why anybody would ever go to the draft unless it was a lock you were going to be picked where you are supposed to be. Well, yeah, that's right. Unless I know for damn certain that I'm going in the spot that I'm going to be happy with, that I'm going to be proud of, that I'm not going to get embarrassed, that I'm not going to get hoodwinked, and I'm, going to, I'm not going to sit there you know, with my tie cock out and my hair all messed up like Brady Quinn 10 years ago, then I'm not going anywhere near there. And here's the other thing, too, and, and, and this gets back to the whole concept of being fully in favor of capitalism and people get paid for their time, their services, and their value. I don't like the idea that these kids don't get appearance fees. They're the stars of this ultimate reality show that the NFL puts on, oh, and they down, convince these guys <laughs> it's a fair deal to get your plane ticket, to get your lodging, to bring a few family members. I want money. I want fifty grand. I want a hundred grand. I'm done working for free. I say that about the scouting combine. You want me to show up and work out, run around in spandex? Pay me. You want me? You want me to show up for a pro day workout that you're going to put on NFL Network? Fuck pay you, me. Pay me. You want me to show? Exactly, good fellas. You, you want me to show up for, for the draft? Pay me. I'm done doing shit for free. I think that's the attitude these kids should have, and I can't wait until there's a prospect that has the balls to do it. Because the thing is, and I'm not saying that you don't have balls if you don't. Gotcha. You just have you have to have like the, the biggest set imaginable gotcha. to put your middle finger in the face of the NFL machine. But I think somebody should, because they, they these kids get exploited in college, and then they get exploited for that full four months before the draft because everybody says, "Oh, it's a job interview." Bullshit! It's a job interview. They're making a ton of money off of this job interview, and the kids should get some of it too. Hey, preach, Mike Florio! Preach, oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, take him to church, Italian man. Take him to church. <laughs> All right. Uh, and, 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 and unless they have their own podcast to merch they can sell, then they should do it for free. That's the only exception. Yeah, that you, McAfee exception. Yeah, well, you utilize that as a, as a commercial. Like, for instance, the video, the announcement of that Friday, I'm going to put an over-under at uh, 500,000 views over the weekend. I'm going to hammer the over because I know what I'm going to say. Uh, I think it's going to be flipped beautifully into some merch for us to sell. It's going to be an incredible thing and by the way it's an honor to be a part of the nfl draft i think it's going to be uh, really cool to be a part of that whole thing but it's going to do well you just got to use it as a commercial to flip your own business and these young kids are scared to do that because you got a lot of people saying well don't do business because then it looks like you're not focusing fully on football which can be this this and this if anybody's going to put their finger up to the foot uh to the nfl to do their own thing joe thomas did it Back in the day, he was one of the only guys that went on a boat, went fishing. You have to be very, very, very good to do that. I'll be excited to see if anybody can do it because just a little bit of time on TV is good shine for the Instagram flex, Mike. you got to remember that. Hey, hey, and take it next level then. Show up on that red carpet with the logo of your top sponsor all over. I yep. mean, be, be in like a NASCAR jumpsuit, man, <laughs> right? <laughs> with every one of your that. sponsors mm. plastered on there, including <laughs> offshore gambling and Anything that's going to give the NFL, you know, chest pains. Every every company that doesn't do business with the NFL, no Gatorade, <laughs> only vitamin water, no Pepsi, only Coke. And say, hey, man, you want me on here? You got to let me wear what I want to wear. I'm not subject to your rules yet. You can't find me for this. But again, nobody wants to do it. And I understand because if you poke the bear too hard, the bear pokes you back. But there's got to be a kid out there who's sufficiently confident in his talent that he says, fine. If you don't like the fact that I showed up in a NASCAR jumpsuit with all these sponsorship decals on it, don't draft. 
because somebody else in your division will. <laughs> Think about Goodell refusing to dap up a guy that comes walking out there. <laughs> <laughs> that would be beautiful. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, he's on top of everything. Good friend of mine, good friend of the world. Ladies and gentlemen, Pro Football Talk. Read it if you haven't. Or if you don't read, just know that they're dropping all the good news. Ladies and gentlemen, Mike Florio. Thank you, buddy. Thank you, Mike. All right, see you, buddy. See ya. Was in Nashville this weekend. Oh, a- yeah. Absolutely love that place. And I mean that. That place is great. I don't understand the people that go out there and don't dress like a complete cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I mean, I was looking around and I, I felt like I might have been, me and Sam might have been the only ones. But I went right into one of them boot scooting boogie stores. I said, excuse me. Bradley Cooper, Jackson, Maine, need the hat. They took, nice. they took me up to the fucking third floor, walked me all the way up to the top. They said, here you go, sir. They didn't have the right size. They had to go to the back. They have all these boxes stacked up. I got a seven and five eights head. I got a big head. Oh, yeah. Put that mm-hmm. thing on there. Right. Even got one of them uh, button-down things. What are those called? Button-downs? Thanks. The <laughs> uh, there's uh Nope. Where you... It's like buttons. It's like actual buttons. Like, uh, uh, like a bow tie? Uh, oh, no. Wait. Not bolo tie? Bolo? Uh, Not a bolo. No. 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 Bolo no, would be no, across no. the thing. No, we're talking about buttons. Like, like actual studs? Uh, yep, but they, there's like an actual name for those things there. Uh, we're talking pearl? about the ones that snap pearl? apart? Snap. Yeah. Pearl. Yeah. Yeah. The pearl um, snap ones. Pearl, pearl yeah. snap yeah. shirt. Yeah. Got a pearl like snap shirt. There we go. Had an American flag belt buckle. That's a big buckle. That's a dinner plate buckle. You I'm going to say you played 300 for that buckle. Not certain. Bought that thing about six years ago whenever we played against the Dallas Cowboys down there in Dallas. A lot of people asked me if I earned that belt buckle by riding a bull. Eight seconds, I told them no, but goddammit, I think I would try. (laughs) (laughs) I had a good time. Sam had a hat on. She bought a hat down there. Bought one of the another Pearl Snap thingy. Uh, She had a belt buckle as well down there. We were down there for one of her friend's birthdays, and I, I, I love I love Nashville. The love vibe, the vibe down there awesome. is awesome. It's impossible to go there and not buy a hat. Trust me. Been there. Same thing. Same thing. You got the Taylor Lewan hat. Correct. I got the Jackson Maine yep. hat. Basically the same thing. Yes. Um, it was beautiful, though. We went to this place called Kane Prime. Mm. Oh, that is the reaction you should have. Mm. <laughs> the this, best. This was one of the most yuppie places I've ever walked to in my entire life. Yuck. As soon as I walked in after buying the Jackson Maine hat, they said, uh, gentlemen have to remove their hats. I almost said, I identify as a lady. Mm. Oh, <laughs> it's been almost. Wow. Almost, but I didn't. Took the hat off because we we're in the South. Uh, my lady kept her hat on, obviously. A little bit of a sexist operation. Yeah, it's either here or there. Like walked through the lounge in the back. Uh, there's a guy wearing a beat up baseball hat. Okay, uh-huh. I'm holding my Jackson Maine hat. I ain't no snitch. I ain't no snitch. I ain't gonna be like, well, why can't I get you that? And I can't. I, but I asked every person in there that worked there. I was like, am I allowed to put my hat on? They said, absolutely not. I said, what if I had like a baseball hat? And they're like, absolutely not. Gentlemen are allowed to wear the hat. And I wasn't gonna say, well, what mm. the fuck is that guy? <laughs> but I didn't. I didn't do that. I just kept my hat off and I ordered a wagyu. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Wagyu. A wagyu oh, fillet. Yeah. Yep. I don't know what that is. No Me, idea. Hey, Japanese beef. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's a that's real Kobe. expensive cut. So I DM'd Kirk Herbstreet, who lives in Nashville. <laughs> Good okay. idea. I said, hey, Kirk, I'm going to Kane in Nashville. What should I order? He said, you get the Wagyu filet, and then you get every side imaginable. Okay. I said, all right. And then he said, Good luck or something. Like, he said, you're going to love it. That Wagyu filet, which I'm not sure what it means. There's a Y in there, too. Yes. A silent Y. It's, yeah. a, it's a Wagyu, almost, yep. I believe. Mm. You could cut this fillet with your fork. Wow. 
It was the best tasting steak I've ever had in my entire life. They had this cotton candy bacon. It was the oh. greatest bacon in the South. It tastes like a big booty hole to me. I didn't love that. But it's every- a hot seller, though, Pat. Oh, yeah. they. Oh, believe me. They put it on us. I mean, it was like, uh, you got to buy this cotton candy bacon. It's the greatest bacon in town, blah, blah, blah. We won the best bacon in the South years and years. For me, the bacon's got to be crispy, and it's got to be salty. It's kind of a sweet bacon Correct. they have, so I didn't love it. But that steak was the greatest steak I've ever had in my entire Absolutely. life. It was unbelievable. Way out, put the fucking hat on, walked out. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. By the way, what do you do? Kick me out? I don't think yeah. so. I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm on my way out. Yeah, hey, it, by it, the way. I'm leaving. <laughs> you fire me. I quit. <laughs> so I put the hat on, walk out. Then we go straight down there to Broadway. Yep. Okay. Stop by a little place called Tootsie's. Don't know if you ever heard of it. The hospitality from the Tootsie's people were next level. That is three levels of a bar that is packed to the gills. I'm talking people on top of people. There's four different bands playing live music, playing all the heaters, by the way. The one band that we were watching even played Eminem. I mean, you only get one shot with the guitar in the back. I mean, the guy hit the entire thing. It was incredible. They put us up in a VIP thing because I got a small bladder. We all know I got a small (laughs) bladder. I wasn't drinking. I don't do the vitamins anymore because I'm not a drug addict like you guys in this room. By the way, drug test tomorrow. Uh, everybody in this office will be getting drug tested. Nice. Hey, Pat, I'm clean. Gorman, we are ready. Gorman, uh, there's going to be a couple people that pass here. If you fail, you will be fined. Uh, We do not operate in the drug addict world. Let's go. I'm clean. Just like everybody to know that. Uh, The pub needs your help. The pub needs your help. (laughs) (laughs) Send clean puss. (laughs) I'm joking. I did think about drug testing everybody now that I don't uh, do the vitamins. I thought about, oh, I should definitely drug test everybody. Random drug tests would be a curveball. Well, Jimmy's uh, seafood tweeted out uh, shout out to all our employees that called off for April 20th or whatever uh, can't wait for y'all to be drug tested tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> and it was like I was like oh genius idea I should be drug testing all of my people as well just to make sure we got a clean operation here because now that uh, the boss is uh, you know I've been off the vitamins here for about a week correct mm-hmm. yeah. basically two years <laughs> and, that's, and then attitude reflect leadership exactly yeah. Yeah. captain hey 100% right but I was just housing waters so I was just chugging waters I order uh, water tall glass lime and lemon on the side please there you go okay so everybody thinks I got a vodka water vodka sprite chugging them in public everybody's like oh look at that fucking alcohol <laughs> <laughs> but I had to go pee as soon as we walked into Tootsie's Nick told me that we had a friend in Tootsie's if I needed I sent him a message he did not answer he was doing something so I go to pee and I asked one of the bouncers I got my Jackson Maine hat on I got my pearl snaps on I mean I got boots on snakeskin no big deal I didn't kill it but it died somewhere <laughs> and I'm going I'm like uh, where's the bathroom Matt and they go who are you and I was like uh, Jackson Maine (laughs) as a joke you know like very much as a joke he goes you're Pat McAfee I go yeah man yeah yeah that was very interesting he was like holy shit I'll take you to the bathroom right now I was like hey very nice you he turns on his flashlight into like a uh, pulsating light Uh the seizure light bro he starts putting his forearm because to get through that place it's it's like a concert it's the Vegas experience it's exactly more bounce in New York he starts pounding people just out of the way right (laughs) so people are giving me an essay like oh my oh guy just shit his pants I'm telling people like oh guy just shit his pants guy just shit his pants we bounce all the way through we go to the bathroom such a gentleman it was the nicest thing that anybody could have done for me because I am a peer and it was a long way and then as soon as I get out of the bathroom he's waiting I'm like he's like uh you 
you with anybody? I'm like, no, nope, just came alone. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah. He was like, how big's your group? I'm like, I think there's like six of us, seven of us. He was like, oh, cool. I'll take you as a VIP. I'm like, sounds good. So now we got to go back to the group. Same situation, mm-hmm. pulsating flashlight, boom, 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 <laughs> knocking people down. Oh, somebody shit his pants. Somebody shit his pants. <laughs> we get to the group and uh, I go to Sam. I'm like, I think we're going to VIP right now. And she's like, why? I'm like, well, I, don't, I tried to take a piss and the guy thought I was Jackson Maine. And now we're going <laughs> to And she's like, you're such a fucking asshole. I'm like, you got it. He goes, he takes us all the way up to the top level. We got this second. Right behind the band, places packed outside up top. Uh, no, on the roof or no, on the opposite end. No, on the opposite end, closed end, but a lot of windows. So let's not get crazy. Here we go. Somebody was smoking outside, by the way. They should have been drug tested outside. (laughs) A little bit worried about them doing drugs out there. But we sat back there for the for a couple hours, watched this band just crush it. I think the guy's name was Taylor Hayes or Tyler Hayes. He was he was a short little fella. (laughs) I mean, he was a small little guy, but he had a beard. He's the one did the Eminem song. And I couldn't be more thankful for the people at Tootsie's taking care of us. I mean, I had waters coming to me at a different level. Sam and her friends were taking shots at tequila. It was just getting brought up. It was it was nice. an all-class, all-world experience there. And I'll tell you, I've been to Nashville a few times now. One was with the Kings of Leon. Ooh, hilarious. We had a good time. <laughs> we, do. we shut her down. Uh, but Nashville is a cool place. I absolutely love that now place. Now, that alleyway behind Tootsie's, fun fact about that, Back in the day, I'm talking 50s, 60s, even 40s, the Ryman Theater right next to it, they would come off stage, walk right back into the alley, and walk into the private door into Tootsie's and back, right off stage to their drinks. So that's where I went to ask yeah. for the bathroom, was that back door right there, and that was where the guy goes, who are you? Mm-hmm. you know, Jackson Maine, the whole thing. He walks me all the way to the other side and all the way to the top. I love Nashville, man. I had an absolute blast. Got home for Easter. Sam woke me up, little cockadoodle do it about 8 a.m. because <laughs> uh, she missed Valerie, our dog that was at the house, so we had to drive four and a half hours back. At 8 a.m. Uh, after boot scooting and boogie all fucking night, it was a blast. Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt this incredible conversation for another Zito ad read in preparation for my wedding next year. Zito, uh-huh. a reading from Zito. Thank you. Uh, Want to get better at sports gambling? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Oh. Want to get more organized and tracking your action? You yeah. Oh, this is nice. Want to see where people that are smarter than you are putting their money? Of yes. yes. Oh, then you need to download the Action Network app. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right, yeah. If you love to bet on sports, then you are going to love this app. Track your bets across all major sports in one place. Get sports alerts specific to your action. Follow your friends on this show and track our bets. See our records for the last seven days, 30 days, all time, and by sports. Get to getaction.app forward slash Pat. Hey! You didn't breathe much. There wasn't much for timing there. But the point was well said there. Oh, yeah. The Get Action Network app is incredible. The Action Network app is incredible. Todd has used it and has completely flipped his entire gambling world. Absolutely. 100%. I will say this. Todd was a miserable losing gambler (laughs) for a very, very long time. Almost tough to handle in the office for a bit. The Action Network has completely flipped his life around. Am I accurate? Oh, you're completely 100% accurate. Also, the Bro 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 Bets boys are very, very good at gambling, and it's mostly because of the Action Network. You can track them at... That is getaction.app 
forward slash bruh 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 bets they're on a heater lately they they release their bets every single day they're gambling every day they're winning I gamble every once in a while know that when I do it's a lock so you can go ahead and follow me follow everybody the Action Network isn't just a place to track bets it's also a place to learn why you should bet where you bet smart money sharp money and also there's probably going to be a full breakdown on whether or not Zito gets kicked out of the wedding whenever he gets a chance to do a reading by Zito thank you by Samantha Ludi. She's going to be pissed off. <laughs> oh, yeah. There was some second thoughts this weekend. No. Well, whenever you said contemporary on the well, last ad read, yeah. I was in the car with her while she was hearing it for the first time. Mm. There was a little bit of a reaction, but we got nothing but time. Well, I have problems with long C words. Go on. Mm-hmm. That's literally my problem. Kind of linguist. Any other ones? Consciousness. Can't say that. Can't say that. Cont- Comprehension. Oh, that's Contemporary. Sense. Contentious. Contention. Confusing. Cantankerous. Caterpillar. I can do that one. Contemporaneous. <laughs> what was that one? Contemporaneous. Fuck. Contemporaneous. Conjunction. Cantankerous. That was the word I was trying oh, yeah. to get uh, into. Does anyone else feel uncomfortable when Zito reads? Yes. Like inside, I'm just, I cringe. Well, it's just like everybody loves that scene from Billy Madison where he goes, today. Yes. I get tack, which means like I feel uncomfortable for other people when they're in bad situations. Like I really do. I don't like watching people bust their faces on the internet because I feel bad for them. I don't like people doing Nick lives for that stuff. So it kind of freaks me out that he feels bad for you. It must be a whole nother level. But for me, Zito, I thought you did great. Thank you. That means a lot. Not as great as the Action Network app, but you did great. That means a lot. Let me go, Z. We got nothing but time. By the way, you're at the top of the mountain right now that fall down can be very quick when she starts stumbling on some words let's get back to the conversation it was great to get back home i hope everybody else had an incredible weekend what you guys get into anything foxy i saw you went back to michigan yes sir got to see the family friends played a little golf typical stuff how was your golf game you know what? I ripped an 86, 40 on Ooh. the front, 46 on the back. I oh. kind of fell apart. Oh, you know, out. Well, you know yeah. what happened was like, you know, when you start, it's my first round of the year because the other course, that doesn't count. And, True. Yeah, that, that was a putt-putt course for adults. And yeah. so I'm just being an athlete and just swinging away and I'm doing well. And then you start thinking about stuff. You got a little tuckered out because I didn't eat any food. Uh, and then I shot the 46, uh, so it was tough. Got you. The pub, did all of the pub go home for Easter to celebrate Jesus coming out of the cave? I'm back, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, not me. I stayed back at the pub solo. You know, was that because time. you wanted to, or because your family forced you not? Uh, I actually no, I did not get invited home this year. Uh, surprisingly, but uh, no, me and Ty had a nice uh, smoky Saturday. I mean, well, there's we'll still a cloud. Up we'll there. find out how you guys do. Uh, <laughs> everybody, Z, you went back to Chicago. yeah, I went back to Chicago Easter Sunday. Uh, went to a family party. Everyone had allegedly shirts on. So that was pretty interesting. With the uh, with the RV or yeah. So that was the first time. Like, Seriously, that was the most shocking ever. They they watched the video like maybe a hundred times. Well, <laughs> by the way, I don't think they're the only ones. Numerous people in Nashville stopped me to say hello. Very thankful for all of them. There was a guy named Steven that was working at one particular bar. He loved the video. Told Zito he's on your he's Zito's side. Right, that means a, lot. a lot of people have said that, which makes me think that a lot of people listening to the show are fucking idiots. <laughs> <laughs> you hit. I watched that video once again this weekend to oh, show yeah. one of Sam's friends how it all went down okay he, it, how fast that tree goes by so in the background fast. that was oh that, was edited. Yeah. that, yeah. Is, that yeah. is the that issue edited. i think oh. that was not edited that was cgi film magic film magic yeah. cgi oh, yeah. you think we got enough money to put cgi <laughs> in? There, a lot of money went to this project and i think that cgi a lot of people told foxy that they thought we rigged that whole thing all my yeah. friends th- thought we rigged it i'm like you guys don't understand we are at wrestlemania yeah, we, we are yeah. not going <laughs> to set this up at wrestlemania <laughs> Uh, it's classic. Ty, you uh, hung out with Connor all weekend? Yeah. Jesus didn't die for 
that. No, <laughs> no he didn't. Thank God. <laughs> it was a uh, pretty, pretty laid back weekend. Legit. Honestly, at this point, I just I just wait for Sunday nights at nine. Oh, I'm just oh, biding my time to get through the weekend. Billions. Okay, okay let's get to it. Oh. Not billions. Not no. billions. Oh, no. Not billions. Okay. I'm a big throner now. Yep. Huge. Yeah, yep. Huge. Got a quick 300 retweets. No big deal saying I was excited for the thrones. Mm-hmm. Uh just a little inside scoop, insider information for those listeners. Not everybody needs to know this. I have watched zero minutes of Game of Thrones. <laughs> but boy, what a beautiful pander to the internet. Oh, Just yeah, saying yeah. how happy I was for it. I got a lot of people to come after me. Then Nick, obviously, was one of them. Like, What'd you say, Nick? Your exact words was... Uh, please don't ruin this like you did the Pittsburgh oh, Penguins playoff run. Oh, I'm thanking uh, So I doubled down okay, <laughs> to Nick's tweet, knowing that I'm not going to watch it. I watch a couple other things, by the way. Uh, uh, Black Klansman I watched. Yeah. Great yeah. movie. Oh, yeah. Good movie. I think the, the Jewish fella should get a little bit more credit in the title. I think it should have been should. Jewish and Black Klansman. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that is something. It also had the same exact soundtrack as Inside Man. Mm-hmm. That's all I could Ooh. really think of. But incredible story. I, yeah. I very much enjoyed that story. Uh, I love whenever dumb people get painted out to be dumb people. And that's exactly what the clan is. So I was a big fan of that. Also watched Passion of the Christ. Really? Ooh, nice, little, nice little tag team. Did I got you go some find questions. that or it was on? I sought it out. I sought it out. Just strictly it was Easter. I was feeling it a little bit. You know, I wanted to know the deal. First time? First time ever watching oh, it. Oh, boy. <laughs> Mel Gibson, a great They job. caption... <laughs> English language, mm-hmm. but it's not the exact caption. So oh. it would be like um, like they would say something, and then the caption would be different, but you get it type <laughs> thing. Mm-hmm. That was kind of a little bit interesting to me early. Also, old Cuzzy Judas dropping the bag of 30-whatever coins it was to sell out Jesus. Bad, I think that he should get made fun of more for that, for just dropping the fucking bag of cash immediately. And also... Jesus didn't look that good. Like I think Jesus should have looked a little better. Maybe yeah. give, maybe make him look a little better. I fell asleep ten minutes in. No, I think I know what happened. All right, it happened. He comes back. We did yeah, it. Right. Uh, Easter Bunny comes. Boom, boom, boom. That's a tough movie though. Every church is showing that movie. I remember when I was in eighth grade, they rented out the movie theater for us to go see it. And oh my god, the backlash from parents are just horrified afterwards. Like it, everyone was fucking going and seeing that when it first came out. Like if you went to Catholic school or anything like that. I don't think it really told the story that well. Well, and then there was also all the stuff with like Mel Gibson, you know, taking a lot of liberties when he was making it. He obviously mm. had all the comments about mm. you know Jewish people and stuff like oh, that. Oh yeah, so. the uh, the Jewish folks. <laughs> yeah, he right. does not love them. No, he's not a huge fan. But he made a movie about their most famous guy, mm-hmm. which is very interesting. Did the Italians get a bad rap in that movie or no? I don't think so. Not not that much. No. Hmm, can't be that accurate, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> You're differentiate. You need to differentiate Italians and Romans. Romans were made up of many people. Mm-hmm. A lot of Gauls too. The Germans Whoa. were in there. Who? The Gauls. Steven? Germany's responsible for everything terrible. He's a seagull. Ah, <laughs> uh, hilarious. What just happened? Steven Gall. Pontius Pilate wasn't a great guy. Pontius? Which pa- guy was uh, he? Pont- Pontius Pilate. He, uh, he, he came out on the orders with, with the big sword. Yeah, he's, he was the general of the army. He, he was the Italian guy? He sentenced him. Yes. Got it. Thank Anyways, you. I, I woke up. There was a lot of yelling. I fell asleep. I woke up. There was a lot of yelling. Turned the TV off. I was like, you know what? Jesus died enough. <laughs> you know, I, I don't need to see it again. But I missed the Game of Thrones episode that I oh, that I projected to be the best Game of Thrones one yet. And I put that lock out there on the internet. A lot of mixed reactions. So I'll let you nerds go ahead and describe the scene. I guess Arya. Oh, boy. Uh, 
yeah. got pounded. Yeah, that's yeah, all I know. For her. She's young. Cherry's pop. I think yep. she did the pounding. To be honest. Yeah, yeah, she oh, did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She fucking made him fall asleep. Take those pants off, sir. But the internet, it seems as if that's the only thing that happened in the entire episode. You're correct. You're correct. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. all that happened. That's why I was so upset See, last it's all, week. That is literally all that happened. <laughs> yeah. So she very slow episode. But more dialogue. So it was a no, bad episode. Listen. You're saying oh, no. no. Just, Hold on, Todd. I was told that the curse continues. A lot of people tweeted me, tell me I'm like the Drake jersey because yeah. that Game of Thrones episode was the worst of all time. People Simpletons. Said. Yeah, Simpletons. I'm going to say Thank it from you. somebody who's not like a fanatic about it, but I have seen every season. Mm-hmm. It was slow. I like, agree with Todd, and it was back to back slow episodes. Which I I'll give you one, but you're going to back to back me on it like you're just sitting around for another full fucking day sipping wine waiting for the battle to happen I mean we took two years to film this you're going back to back I mean everybody knows I've seen every single episode every single minute (laughs) from Ed Sheeran all the way to that first dragon that popped up and and I just can't believe they did what they did there Ty you want to take that Ty you want to take this well no I just just, it's what I said earlier you know I mean it's a fucking TV show it's not a movie All right, there are 60 some plus episodes 69 69 was was, was, yeah the one on Sunday you're going to have setup episodes like that, and you, if you can't deal with that, go fucking fast forward to the Braveheart battle scene <laughs> and just watch that on loop for the rest. Of Sunday your life. night was idea. so good because they gave you time with every single major character that's that is still alive that's been in the show pretty much. Mm-hmm. Right Ed be- Sheeran? No, he's no, not he a major there. character. That's he's a, a piece of shit. Um, that right before next episode is just going to be a fucking bloodbath. So they gave you they gave you everything you wanted to see before every all hell breaks loose. What's up, man? Let's go back. Back it up, B. The Ed Sheeran slander will not live on this on this show. <laughs> He's okay? still alive. Listen, the, the I, club isn't the best place to find love. It's at the bar. Is where I go. Ooh. Don't be taking shots at redheaded Ed Sheeran. Uh, anytime Red Ed Sheeran, uh, at one point, whenever that song was out, uh, if you threw it on the jukebox, the women in the bar were very happy. That's what I'm saying. Great song. I, I mean, redheaded. I love Ed Sheeran as a singer, just not in Game of Thrones. Oh, so he's bad in Game of Thrones. Is, is has he done anything other than sit around that fire that no. one time he with the thing? No. He belongs in Lord of the Rings, not Game of Thrones. True. Oh, wow. Okay, I like it. I I'll second to that. Nick, you're a super nerd. How do you? How did you feel about the Game of Thrones? I thought it was again. I thought it was all right. A lot of people loved it because they liked the character so the curse arcs. And it was a lock. Yeah, it's, it definitely reversed. wasn't bad. The hardcore people liked it. I, I don't know. Like, so I, I everybody was 50, else. 50, I was 50-50 last week, and the reason I thought this was a good episode was strictly because I went into this episode knowing, hey, there's going to be no violence. You're not going to get any killing. All you're going to get is more reunion. Yeah, because that's what I was so upset with last How week. How would I know that? Well, before see, and this is this is just a veteran move, but before the show uh, started, you know, it always tells you yep, what's violence. in it. Violence wasn't included in Correct. this one. Oh, oh, so you knew. Shit. You knew. Set up. I mean, zone. this but, show from the beginning has always saved the big stuff towards the end of the season. You got to know that going can't in. Give me, can't give me one little scene, see, one, so little, one little skirmish it, between friends or something. Arya, Arya, there was a skirmish. A war. Let, <laughs> yeah, yeah, a serious no pants battle. Arya, battle. Who's Arya, by the way? She's, uh, she's the youngest, the youngest Stark. Stark. So it's kind of weird. And, and, and then also, Luke somebody Lewis. found out that they were sisters and brothers. Yeah. I guess somebody said that they found Uncle out. John. Yeah, yeah. John. John told Daenerys, the one with the dragons, who he really is. So they've been boning, and now she's just finding out that he's her nephew. She reacted yeah. like a normal. Um, oh, go ahead. Woman in the oh. situation. Mm-hmm. She got very upset that he was challenging her in any way. <laughs> no, no, seriously. That's she didn't even worry about boning your own. She like, didn't nephew. care. She didn't care yeah. about the boning. She didn't care that he was her nephew. She All cared she cared about was throw. I won't speak in to take her power. Blanket statements, but that's accurate. Yeah, the, the situation there that happened. 
I'm not going to blanket an entire gender. Yeah. Well, anytime you paint with a wide brush like that, you're you're destined to kind of slip up on a thing. Oh, yeah. You Bob mean Russ. women that control dragons? Correct. Yeah. The specific yeah, yeah, group. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. Thousand of course. Percent. So you, uh, us throners, me included, uh-huh. we're very excited for the V to pop up on a thing next well, week. Very so, so next week, this has been going around uh, the internet. It says, episode three of Game of Thrones, uh, the Battle of Winterfell, will feature the longest battle sequence in film or TV history. That's what I've been saying this whole time. Though I, I always said episode 70 is going to be the one that we're all going to remember. <laughs> yep. uh, and that's why me and the throners just have to be a little patient sometimes. Yes. Yep. You know I what I mean, it. Todd? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not everyone has that Todd, third did eye. did you watch it? I did. I fell asleep the first time. No, but and, I'm saying, did you watch? You've watched all the way. I didn't know you were. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I like. I don't know. I still don't know all the characters' names. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just watch it, and I'm like, all right, sooner or later, somebody's gonna kill somebody. It's gonna be awesome. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, where's so, the explosion? <laughs> <laughs> where, where's Stallone? Okay, so there's a big war coming next week. Excited for that, you Throners, us Throners. Uh, can't wait for episode seven. Great week coming. Can't wait. Breaking records. That's going to be awesome. The NFL draft is coming up. We alluded to that earlier with Mike Florio. I will be doing uh, announcing the third round draft pick for your Indianapolis Colts, the Indianapolis Colts, and I, I'm a little bit worried. What was that? Chris Bowers going to trade the pick. <laughs> I'm a little bit worried. I, I mean, I, don't know. Around, I saw something touchy. he's been watching like 11,000 hours of tape. Yeah, that's what Chris Ballard does. That's why Chris Ballard dominates the draft. And I am going to make sure that that is known while announcing the pick, too. That the handsome guy that decided this, by the way, big old brain on him. So whoever this is, probably good at football. I am going to have no idea who it is. <laughs> there is zero chance. Yeah. I might, you might get lucky. I, the only thing I need to not do is pronounce the kid's name wrong because oh. that, that's a moment for him for the rest of his life so mm-hmm. i gotta make sure i get the name right and everything like that everything leading up to that though just get on the edge of your seats it's gonna be magic i'm gonna take some folks on a ride and it's <laughs> gonna be a fun one i like chris ballard he'll be joining the show on thursday uh, i think i'm gonna get out of him who he's picking with that third round draft mm-hmm. pick because yes. he does mock drafts probably just like mel kiper all the time right. well third <laughs> round you have you have five minutes on the clock you gotta you could do a five minute set up there. yeah <laughs> i got nothing but time i got nothing but time up there i'm very excited uh the draft is an electric time of the year though Honestly, because you find out who's got good brains, who's got dumb brains. And I'm not talking about GMs. I'm talking about the pundits that automatically overreact. Darius Leonard, who would fucking take that guy? Defensive rookie of the year. (laughs) Quentin Nelson, top 10 pick with a guard, all pro as a rookie. You know what I mean? It's just the overreaction season's right around the corner, and I can't wait for it. Honestly, I can't wait for it. Plus, it gives every single team in the NFL hope like you everyone on draft night has hope for the next season oh this guy's going to be the next insert name of somebody successful that was with our organization 45 years ago again (laughs) (laughs) it's awesome it's a nice feeling for everyone I like the draft a lot also big news uh, tomorrow (laughs) at noon (laughs) your new favorite internet watch is debuting yeah come on Office Championship Wrestling will be debut. Brought to you by Natural Light. We'll be debuting on the internet tomorrow at noon. Something to think about here. Go in there with an open mind. It's gonna be, <laughs> yeah. it's gonna be oh, awesome, you, baby. It's gonna be awesome. Uh, the first match features something that Nick got us involved in. What else is new? Uh, Come Nick, on. Nick can't help himself sometimes, and he got us into big, big problems with. Should we say? No. No. Pretty big figure. Yeah. We'll find out You'll after know the break. You'll know him. Top five. I just hope we come out on top of this one. That's all I'm saying. Honestly, because... If not, we're fucked. Legit. Yeah. It's going to be a long life. Probably the most fucked you could possibly be. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Nick's got us into a mess. Here. It's the worst It's the worst case scenario. Yeah. It is? Yeah. 
Worst case scenario. I mean, whenever you say that, like that, when you put it that way, yeah. Nick should be feeling some guilt here. I think yeah, you I guys mean, are being a little dramatic oh, with the situation. Oh, what are you talking about? If it were just you getting yourself into this, this mess, that's no, no. one thing. Right. It was you all of us. Yeah, but that's not what I do. I'm a team guy. Yeah. Uh, not, not, not today. Bury us all. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> Nick got us into a terrible situation. <laughs> and uh, Office Championship Wrestling is going to be our opportunity to get out of it. And we'll see what happens. Oh. Electric. OCW. OCW. Our, our guy's going to be on his game. Hockey's still happening. Oh, it <laughs> yeah. is. Uh, that's Hockey forward. Talk. NBA playoffs. Uh, that's Hockey Talk still happening. Yep. I mean, you know what? Just I thought we were doing that's NBA Talk, going. too. Well, I mean, if we, we at least got to let them do their thing. We got to at least the let them. Talk, absolutely. It's, it's the, it is the best hockey show on, on the internet. Oh, on the show? Is there anything? That's Hockey Talk. is a podcast. It's been oh. happening for a couple weeks. Zito. Zito produced it. <laughs> <laughs> who's in? Who's doing well? Who's going to suck? Who's Who's going to let her bite down? And who's going to win the Stanley Cup? I'll let the Hockey Talk boys talk about it. Uh, St. Louis Blues, surprising a lot of people. Really hot. They're making a run here. I Vegas. Saw, I saw uh, YP with his Guinea uh, chinchilla yeah. on the uh, Jumbotron. Good for him. So I'm very excited. YP in his swimsuit and his starter jacket. Respect. Uh, Vegas is about to go into a game seven first in the team's long and storied history. So we're looking we forward to that. They're taking on San Jose in the Shark Tank. Ty, how do you feel about it in the Shark Tank? Well, not great because we uh, we dropped one in double OT. You know, last night should have sealed it on the on home ice. Oh my god! Had some stones in the skates early. It was tough. <laughs> fifty eight saves though. Flower Sharks goalie Martin Jones fifty eight saves. Flower gave up a weak one. It was a softy. Did he really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, we don't first like that. Short handed. Playoff OT winner in double, multiple OTs. Double OT, yeah. Yeah. Wow. They have a stat for everything. I mean, let's, not, <laughs> yeah. let's not get crazy. Uh, don't like that my lock, the Vegas Golden Knights, are about to be out. Hey, we're right. We well, got they one might more be moving on. on. Yeah, they're all right. Lock it in. They're going to get the dub and uh, share it. Lock it in. Shit. Lock it up. <laughs> go ahead, Ty. Go ahead and get ready for round two over there in Vegas. Toronto uh, and Boston about to go for a game 7 yeah. 2. Drake showed up wearing the Toronto jersey uh, when they were up. And then now here we go. Uh, Boston yep. wins two in a row. Uh, mm-hmm. Toronto didn't deserve that. No. Drake, the Drake six views from the six, not great. Whenever Drake <laughs> is there, uh, so Vegas Golden Knights probably going to win it all. Is that what we're saying? If yeah. they beat San Jose, yeah, it's a good look. But mm. Capitals are in a great spot to repeat too. Uh, I like Ovechkin after he just dropped that fucking kid. <laughs> <laughs> I am supposed to hate the Capitals, obviously, because Pittsburgh Penguins Capitals had a very long rivalry there for a while. The Pens just won it all the time. Win, 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 win. Win, 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 win. Then Ovechkin go ahead and decide just take things over mm-hmm. last year, and it seems like they're going to be unstoppable. And now that he's beating the fuck out of kids, I am a big-time Ovechkin fan all of a sudden. Him swimming in the pond with the Lord Stanley yeah. chugging brujas for a week mm-hmm. straight, took that thing from here to there all the way over to Putin's place. I mean, I am a fan. Maybe the Capitals are a lock as well. So let's go ahead and lock them in. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's lock the that. Washington Capitals in, the Vegas Golden Knights in. And Columbus. The Blue Jackets. Columbus? Yeah, they're playing great, so lock them in too. They just Swept the best team in hockey. Shout out to Columbus. Come see us when we come to your town. Uh, we'll be in Columbus. It's our second stop on our uh, Pat McAfee Show Does America tour. Nice. By the way, people are coming after us a little bit about the Does America thing. Yeah. We're going from Pittsburgh to Minnesota. I mean, that's America. That's uh, yeah. America. I mean, I was as much as America as you can do in yeah. two weekends. That's what I'm saying. How much? I mean, what, 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 what 50 two states in two weekends? Yeah. We just, it's not possible. I'm excited for that Minnesota thing. Uh, what city is that in, Zito? Uh, Burnsville. Wow. Is that mm. right? I think so. Or, or on the graphic that. Oh, you know what happened? Uh, autocorrect. Oh, it autocorrected oh, Burnsville to Minneapolis. Yeah. Uh, it's really weird. Ting. Apples. That happens. Yeah. Tim <laughs> ding, ding. Yeah, just deflect, <laughs> deflect. 
so what happened with the tour announcement? We alluded to this earlier. Six cities. We're also adding an Indianapolis show in July to kind of wrap it all together. Cool. We're at home. That's what we do. A lot of people are like, oh, you're not doing indie. Obviously, we're doing indie in July. It's just not a part of the America tour. Uh, well, it actually, it'll be the end of the Does America tour. Yeah. It'll be it coming. Yeah. I'm coming home. Coming home. Tell your world I'm coming home. Let the rain wash away all the pain of yesterday. I'm coming home, coming home. In July. That's good. It'll be awesome. Uh, Very fun. Somehow, some way, we did not set up this tour. Mm-mm. This is the first time that I've been involved in a show that we have let the hands off the reins. A little birdie told me that it may have been based on the six most or five most um, biggest demographics of listenership for the podcast. So mm-hmm. if you would like it on the next run to come to your city, tell oh, friends to listen. The word. Yeah. Tell friends to listen. Get on. So on we we took the rain. The, I let the reins off. Right. Mm-hmm. Normally we're a very independent operation here. Uh, rent the theater, sell the tickets, do the show, leave. This time, we let somebody else rent the theater, set up the ticket sales, everything like that. Did they do a perfect job? No. No. No, they didn't. About an hour and a half before we're supposed to announce the cities, I start getting tweets from the venues telling me that the tickets are going on sale in an hour and a half. We haven't even announced the cities yet. Which is a week early. Which is a week early. We haven't even got a chance to tell people that the show's coming. We hadn't even identified the cities, had we? Hadn't even. To the public? To the public. No. No, We hadn't done anything. We hadn't even told anybody. I started getting tweets. So they announced it early. They had a week early for ticket sales. So this is what we've learned, right? If you don't do it yourself... Well, what's going to happen? It's going to fuck up. This will never happen again. I would like that to be known. So the people that aren't happy that we're not coming to your city, I apologize. The next time we set it up, I will set it up myself. I will take this. I will take the reins, put the horses in the back. I'll put the horses in the back, and then we will go that old time road right to your time road. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll do that. But it was almost a giant clusterfuck in the office this morning. Yeah, Pat actually sent an email that I was CC'd on, and it just said, what the fuck is going on? It's <laughs> a good start. That was the day after Easter at fucking 9.30 a.m. I started seeing tweets from people that I'm coming to their venue. I'm like, yeah, I am, but these tickets are not going on sale today. And why are you announcing this? You should not be the ones announcing this. So I had, uh, you know, sometimes bosses have to do things. Sometimes kings have to do royal things. And I sent a royal fuck you to some people this morning. But we learn for the future. What is that? We do it ourselves. Do it ourselves. Yep. That's what we've been doing this whole time. Still yeah. might be fucked up, but it's our fuck up. Yeah, it's our fuck up. <laughs> yeah, then, it. then at least we are to blame. Not people that don't answer the phone for fucking five hours. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Still, if you have to get a phone call, by the way. What? Really? Still, have you have to get a phone call? Long have you have to get flight. an apology? Have you have to get anything about the complete miss? By the way, Massive fuck up releasing the dates early, releasing the ticket sales. Early. That is a massive fuck up. I, I, it's a big deal because it's disrespecting the listeners. It is. Yeah. It's disrespecting the fans. It's doing a lot of those things. Mm-hmm. And, and I, that's literally the backbone of this the whole thing. Yeah. And it's, uh, I didn't like it. So just know that that won't happen again. 
On the good side, though, Peyton Manning said no to Monday Night Football. <laughs> hey! We talked about it with Florio. I have not heard a single thing about it since we trended for 10 hours. But you know what we did? We went and brought it back to their attention, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> didn't we? I sent a text to everybody I know on ESPN with that Judge Judy gift. Saying, hey, <laughs> listen, Peyton don't want it. Jason Witten don't want it. All these people don't want it. I'll take that some bitch. <laughs> you know what I mean? I will take that gig if you want it. Listen. I understand I'm not the perfect broadcaster at this moment. I got rejected from the goddamn broadcast boot camp three times now. Didn't even get invited this year after talking to the people about going. Didn't even get invited this year. So three times I've been rejected from the broadcast boot camp. I didn't go to Syracuse. I don't know. what I didn't go to Northwestern. Correct. I didn't go to these broadcast. I didn't go to class. Even if I was. <laughs> I am willing to learn and ready to learn. And my brain, I think, is ready to go on Monday nights. I think we could really make Monday Night Football an electric factory if they want it. But what have we learned from people that make decisions? They don't make, they don't make the best decisions. Normally, they don't make great ones. <laughs> Especially if they're older white people who don't happen to love people that wear sleeveless hoodies, jorts, things of that nature. They don't fully understand it. Let the game be the game. Let's do this. Let's do this. We'll watch ratings go straight through the fucking shitter, and then we won't do anything about it until it's too late. We are here to say, hey, we'll CPR that some bitch Monday night. We'll hop right over Sunday night football in America. We don't give a damn. Let Jesus have Sunday back. Monday night's for the NFL. We're going to have a good time. That's what I'm here for if they want it. If, they're, if they want me to go to war for them, I'll go to war for them. Mm-hmm. And if they don't want me, guess what? I'll go to war with them. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah pick yeah. your poison. Oh, yeah. Pick war your poison. for and war with two different animals. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. War. I'm joking. I'll just watch Monday Night Football for <laughs> with the sound off. Was, yeah. <laughs> I'm joking. I mean, they're probably going to pick somebody who's supposed to have that job. You know, some boring ass person who's really good at talking about football. When this guy gets off the ball, he gets a good three to five yards of separation before making his first cut, and that's what makes you an All Pro wide receiver. Let's hunt first down. <laughs> By the way, I've thought about doing that. Like the next time I go on ESPN, just packing it in, just, just being like it. the what they want, just oh yeah, just yeah. playing the entire Buttoned gimmick, up. yeah, fucking wear one of them lame ass suits, glasses. I think white people should <laughs> <laughs> just doing the entire, just doing the entire thing. Like the it, it, the next time I do a WWE thing. I'm thinking about acting like one of those wrestling oh, I bloggers. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a spectacle of a match <laughs> <laughs> the entire time, just like playing an entire gimmick. Uh, I'm thinking about it. Uh, probably not, though, <laughs> because I like to sleep at night, and I like looking in the mirror and seeing a bad mother who don't take no crap from nobody. Yeah. Um, the NBA's around. James Harden was one of the most egregious flops I've ever seen in my entire yes, life. Yep. That was insane. But, hey, if you get on the foul line for it, I mean, if it helps your team, I, you can't respect it, but, I mean, you got to appreciate it. I'm not going to get into this with you guys because I can already tell which way the room's going. He got struck in his fucking throat. <laughs> okay? He He's got struck in his throat with an errant elbow that the naked eye can't see, that the, that the, that the electronic eye. eye almost missed, but it didn't. He was struck with an elbow in the throat. Uh, you know what? Now that you mentioned it, I, I, think, I, I think I saw it too, Boris. <laughs> I'm getting buried for this. Did they take him off the court in a wheelchair? They shut up. Like I mean, Pierce. he had an elbow to the throat, but he made the two. Hey, the that way. dude said he was better than Dwayne Wade, right? Paul Pierce, the guy that got taken off on the. Oh, uh, yes. Is oh, that yeah, still did. going? Uh, no, but it shouldn't be. Sure. Barry. He'll say something next week about him He's being the better worst. than someone else. Yeah. Who's going to win the thing? Golden State? I watched them the other day, Probably and Clay not. Thompson got wet. I like Milwaukee a lot. 
Really? Ah, Milwaukee's not going to beat the Celtics. And I'm not saying that as a prick from yes, Boston, you are. which I yeah. am. You are. Which no, I no, am. I mean, I'm sorry. I, I want, like for you, I want Boston. They are nowhere near as good as Milwaukee. Well, oh, I mean, man, let's just talk about the Pacers. The Pacers uh, suck. are not a good <laughs> basketball team. No. I mean, they made it to the playoffs, so congratulations to the Pacers. Yeah. Gold don't quit. Worst team in the playoffs by far. Yeah, yeah. but they lost Pistons. literally their superstar. Yes. I, yeah. I mean, Victor Oladipo mm-hmm. is their superstar. A lot of the local media dockets was like, don't tell me because Victor Oladipo isn't on team. They shouldn't win. Huh? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> name name someone. If you're not from here, name someone else on the fucking team. Right. Exactly. Miles Turner had that he has risen dunk the other day, I guess. Yeah, but yeah, they got yeah. swept by the Celtics. Um, the Celtics, I know nothing about the NBA. They're deep. We're getting hot, and we're getting and we're deep. And Gordon Where? Hayward See? is finally Where? is finally playing like the hundred and thirty million dollar man he is. Well, I mean, he busted his shit, right? Mm. Sometimes yeah, it takes bad. a little bit of a mental mm. hurdle to get over that. Absolutely. It, so he's getting over it right now. It's perfect. And, and Kyrie Irving, by the way, whether he's dressed up like an old man, whether he's in Cleveland, it don't matter. He is a baller. He's yep. always fun to watch yep. on the highlights. I don't know how anybody stops Golden State, though. I have no idea how no. you stop Golden it's State. It's very hard. No one. They lost. Defense. They lost to Marcus Cousins, one of their starting center. He tore his quad. Done forever. Not forever, but for the season. Kevin Durant. Hey, he sucks for DeMarcus Cousins, by the way. Yeah, he came yeah. back from an Achilles. Finally. Yeah. Just to win a championship. And now he's still get a ring, though. No, still get a ring. Yeah, yeah, good but. for him. Still get a ring. But that Golden State team, I don't I don't know if there'll be another team like him. No, because like the other night, they just decided that Clay was going to go off. Yep. And then the next night, it'll be Curry, and then it'll be Durant. And there's Steph nothing. won't win a, a, the MVP, right? If they win this year? Uh, no, it's been KD the last two times. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. never won a finals MVP. So it, this actually might be the year. If he also if doesn't, it it doesn't show up that much in finals. Wow. I'm just oh. Don't have to when you have Clay and Until, he's, until he's needed, though, there'll be right. that one game, exactly. and he'll just pop off like 10 threes in yep. a row. Yeah. And you're like, oh, thanks Plus for winning. He's been battling injuries the last <laughs> yeah. couple of years, don't forget. Has he? In the playoffs, I'm saying. Bad ankles, bad knees. Well, I mean, he's got those handles. I mean, you can only cross so many people up before your ankles start giving yourself. You know what I mean? I you. You, you take an ankle, you give an ankle. That's what they say. Yeah, that's, what that's what they say. That's what they say. I've been watching a lot of basketball my whole life, I think. Uh, I'm getting, I'm getting. <laughs> all 70 episodes. Golden State's going to win it all, though? We're, we're, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'll take, no one's beating him. I'll take the field. Give me odds, boys. All right, here we go. We'll give you a five to one. Five okay. To one. No, that's way too much. That's plus no, 500. No, no way, it's no, plus no. 500. We'll, we'll give you three to one odds. Yes, I, I like the there five. Let's meet in the middle on four. Just be, you know, gentlemen. Okay, yeah. four to one. You all, we'll all pay you 40. You pay us all 10. It's just, it can be anybody else, or are you picking a specific I got the anybody? field. Yeah. You guys got Golden State. All Good right? deal. So I'll, I'll give you four to one odds. Deal. Say it again. Deal. I'll, I'll jump in on you. Ten, deal. Ten bucks, four to one odds. You pay us all ten. We'll mm-hmm. pay you forty. One, two, three, four, five, six. I, I'm on your side, Gorms. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. Okay, uh, so uh, Gorms, you're with uh, our yeah. talking you with Gorms. Gorms. Yeah, you're, you're taking the field with me. Yeah, for okay. sure. Okay, yeah. so it's four to one odds. I'll pay one, two, three, four, five, six, seventy bucks. I'll lose, and if not, two eighty. Yeah. So yeah, that's. I'll take it. Okay, sounds good. Good bet. Good bet. Let's go, Giannis. Let's go, James Harden. Yeah, there you go. Sorry, Boogie. Doesn't matter. There's 45 guys on the Golden State Warriors. Steve Kerr is in that fucking lineup. Uh, hey, hey, let's go eight to one. Now. Hey, that's a lock. No, no, no. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Oh. that's a lock. The, the room just changed a little bit. <laughs> the room just changed after I said that. The curse has been reversed, though. Game yeah. of Thrones was great. Curse we already know that. Yeah. Uh, shout out to everybody listening to this. Big thanks to Mike Florio. We got Chris Ballard coming up on Thursday. Uh, the tickets go on sale on Monday at noon. I have no idea how fast they'll sell. To be honest, we haven't Instantly. sold. T- Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know. The last the last 17 times 
we, I have sold tickets to something. It is sold out rather quickly. The last time I did a show uh, was at the Purdue thing. They opened up more seats. It sold out. They opened up more seats. It sold out. They opened up more seats. It sold out. That's only in Indiana. I don't know how it'll do in your town. Noon on Monday. Come party with us. It's going to be a good time. I'll be recording a little bit of a stand-up comedy special, 20, 25 minutes up in the front. We'll record a live podcast, and we'll have a special guest interview. It's going to be a great night. We're going to have a lot of fun Q&A. The boys are all going to be there. We'll be traveling across from Pittsburgh to Minnesota. It's going to be a blast. We can't thank you enough for doing what you do, which is choose to listen to this show and Heartland Radio 2.0. From myself, at Todd McComas, at not the fake digs on Instagram <laughs> at digs with a Z on Twitter at Nick Moraldo at Hey Gorman. I'll take that. Are you getting an Instagram? I got it already. Two Ys. Tay Gorman oh, with uh, two Ys. How come th- three Ys means sex? So, True. Does it? Does it? Well, Hey Gorman yeah. was taken. And I, Somebody took at Hey Gorman. See, I told you you yeah, should have got your Instagram a long time ago. I Somebody told took you. Hey Gorman, so I threw an extra Y in there for Hey Gorman. <laughs> So yeah. maybe get on Twitter with two eyes. Now we just got to find out what the hell that app does. <laughs> Little late to the party, Pat. You'll get there. You'll figure it out. Hey, You'll get there, Gorman. You'll figure it out. It's easy. Hey, did Lou Holtz stop by today? No, he did not. <laughs> he he did absolutely not? did not, but he might this week. Well, sometime. he should make uh, an appearance every now and then in your IG story once oh, you learn how to do that. Yeah. Once I learned. Connor, yeah. need a little help there. Hey, yeah, well, look, look elsewhere, pal. Don, Connor's not the guy to tell you. <laughs> I'm so bad at it. So bad. By the way, at Boston Connor, spelled weird, you'll never find him. <laughs> never. At Viva Lazito, at Evan Foxy, at Ty Schmidt. Uh, Lou Holtz, can you give the people a little bit of motivation uh, to buy the tickets at noon on Monday because they might miss out if yeah, they do not. Probably. Hey, let me tell you something right now about this. This is a good concert right here. I tell you, this, uh, I tell you what, this, uh, what's his name again, that fella? Kicker Kid. I had recruited him back in the day when I was at the University of Notre Dame. No, you didn't. Pat, Pat McAfee. Was McAfee. Him. I remember the kid. He's a good football player, but three things you need to have if you want a successful show. Number one, make sure that everyone is there and happy and in good spirits. Smile to everyone that you meet and pat them on the back and okay. shake their hand. All right. Number two is spread joy all around you. People are trying their best. They're out there doing what they can, fighting day in and day out. Okay. The third most important thing to enjoy this show, I'm going to tell you what, you got to find an edge rusher because <laughs> they are so hard to find. It makes your life a lot easier. Find somebody down there in the heartland of, of America and get this kid up, sign him on your football team, get after a quarterback, have a fun time at this show, whatever the hell you're doing. <laughs> Thanks, Coach. We appreciate that. Hashtag Endgame. Hashtag Endgame. Go ahead and send me what you want me to wear for the Friday night draft and outfit and ensemble. Please remember that my choice for WrestleMania almost got me kicked off of the grandest stage of them all. <laughs> so I'm looking for help. What do you think I should wear Friday night for the draft, Digsy? By the way, have you seen now that Avengers is coming out this week? The hashtag Endgame is the Avengers stole it from you. Yeah, they stole it. Mm-hmm. Uh, things like that are going to happen. There's a the fucking Auburn team is yep, ride yep. for the brand. Uh, there's a lot of things. That's cool. The good thing about my brain is I'll just continue to create things. The, uh, the least uh, they could do. Maybe we get some points. On send the back us end. send us .01 of a penny for each dollar that they make. Whoa. We probably make ten million dollars. Um, I would like to say that uh, it is trademark. So, uh, let's hope they sell like a hundred million dollars hey by the way hit him on the back end. war damn eagle go ahead and buy some ride for the brand merch <laughs> let's see how that goes no i don't care it's uh as long as it keeps going it keeps going it's all for the brand we don't give a damn uh we'll see you tomorrow with heartland radio 2.0 hey one second where'd my cup of coffee go that thing grew some legs and trucks out right on there all right blue holtz is lost <laughs> in the studio <laughs> the 
Office Championship Wrestling tomorrow at noon. It's going to be worth a watch. I just won a cup here. <laughs> Ty Schmidt hit the music. I'm coming home. I'm coming home. Tell the world I'm coming home. Let the rain wash away all the pain of yesterday. I know my kingdom awaits. And they've forgiven my mistakes I'm coming home, I'm coming home Tell the world I'm coming I'm back where I belong Yeah, I never felt so yeah. strong yeah. I'm back, I'm feeling like there's nothing I can't try And if you with me, put yeah. your hands high Put your hands high You've been lost a life before hey. This one's and if for you, you, me, put your hands you, high Your dreams are filled, you're rocking with the best I'll be on the song I hear the tears of a clown uh, I hate that song I always feel like they're talking to me when it comes on Another day, another dawn Another Keisha, nice to meet you, get the mad I'm gone What am I supposed to do when the club lights come on? It's easy to be puffed, but it's harder to be shown What if my twins ask me why I ain't married anymore? Damn how do I respond? What if my son stares with a face like my own And says he wants to be like me when he's grown? Shit, but I ain't finished grown Another night, the inevitable prolong Another day, another dawn Just tell Keisha and Teresa I'll be better in the mold Another lie that I carry on I need to get back to the place I belong I'm coming home I'm coming home I'm coming home Check this out. A house is not a home. I hate this song. Is a house really a home when your loved ones is gone? And niggas got the nerve to blame you for it. And you know you would've took the bullet if you saw it. But you felt it and still feel it. And money can't make up for it or conceal it. But you deal with it and you keep ballin'. That's why I some liquor playboy and we keep ballin'. Baby, we've been living in sin Cause we've been really in love But we've been living as friends yeah. So you've been a guest in your own home It's time to make your house yeah. your own Pick up I'm the phone I'm coming home, I'm coming home Tell the world that I'm coming home comes on and makes me feel strong I thought I told you that we won't stop Till we back cruising through Harlem These old blocks is what made me Saved me, drove me crazy Drove me away, didn't embrace me Forgave me for all of my shortcomings Welcome to my homecoming Yeah, it's been a long time coming A lot of fights, a lot of scars A lot of bottles, a lot of cars A lot of ups, a lot of downs Made it back, lost my dog But here I stand, a better man stop Thank you Lord, thank you all
have the incredible luxury of being able to talk to a man who has decades and decades worth of experience in detective work about some very, very, very serious manners and matters that affect Indiana in particular. We got into a conversation with old Todd McComas. Yep, old Uncle Todd. Yep, old Toddy boy. Mm-hmm. Yep, old McComas. Old Toddster. <laughs> old Todd father. Balls. Oh, oh. He is old as balls. <laughs> Speaking of his balls, Gator came from them. But that man and us got a chance to chat about something very serious happening in Delphi earlier. And I think the inside intel will be something that you'll find interesting. Ladies and gentlemen, a conversation with Todd McComas about his previous expertise. <laughs> That Delphi um, press conference was an interesting one. I think I still have fifty thousand dollars up for it, or mm-hmm. forty nine thousand. I believe Jim Mercy has another fifty. We have about a hundred thousand dollars up for grabs here for uh, tips mm-hmm. to solve the Delphi murders uh, thing. The state police superintendent Carter. Yes, Doug Carter. Came out yesterday and had a full press conference, and he was talking. It seemed as if it was a strategic press conference. He was saying uh, numerous things, that he thinks that they have interviewed the person who did it or somebody close to the person. They think the person is from Delphi. They believe the person is hiding in plain sight. They believe that this is to power or for power for them. And he also mentioned that, uh, that he would have never guessed that we would shift our strategy two years into this, but we have. They released a new uh, video. Is These are all things, it sounds like, that are uh, planned and strategic-wise by the state police. Am I correct? Yeah, I'm guessing by what, what you've said that he covered, uh, they probably have a pretty good idea who they're looking at here. You think so? Yeah. You yeah. think that they are probably pretty dialed in to a couple people, and they're like, this is probably it. Let's see if we can get them to do something. I'm guessing so, because this looks, sounds like something that you would do to spur an action to happen and there's no reason to do that if you have no idea who you're looking at because you wouldn't know where to look for the action to occur so an action could be a phone call could be a trip somewhere yeah. or something like mm-hmm. that so they're looking to kind of just like when tim mcfee took me hunting he said <laughs> we're gonna go chase the deer out of this valley here we're gonna <laughs> hit the ground they're doing that right now to try to get the guy to move i think there's a good possibility yeah because that definitely sounds like some people helped him put together exactly what to say and there's a reason behind every word that's awesome you know what i mean so like, we're gonna catch the guy I think they must be close. Let's go. Good, I, think, I take this as a very good sign. Uh, me too. Hey. Yeah. Hey. 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 After you hear what we're going to release today, I'm going to ask for your continued support, your continued understanding, your empathy and compassion. Uh, empathy. As we move forward uh, to find out who did this, and we will. We're seeking the public's help to identify the driver of a vehicle that was parked at the old CPS DCS welfare building mm-hmm. in the city of Delphi that was abandoned on the east side of County Road 300 North next to the Hoosier Heartland Highway between the hours mm-hmm. of noon to five on February 14th, 2017. If you were parked there or know who was parked there, please contact the officers at the command post at the Delphi City Building. We are releasing additional portions of the audio recording from that day. Please keep in mind, the person talking is one person and is the person on the bridge with the girls. This is not two different people speaking. Please listen to it very, very carefully. 
We are also releasing video recovered from Libby's phone. This video has never before been previously released. The video shows a suspect walking on the bridge. When you see the video, watch the, watch the person's mannerisms as they walk. Watch the mannerisms as he walks. Do you recognize the mannerisms as being someone that you might know? Remember, he is walking on the former railroad bridge. Because of the deteriorated condition of the bridge, the suspect is not walking naturally due to the spacing between the ties. During the course of this investigation, we have concluded the first sketch released will become secondary as of today. The result of the new information and intelligence over time leads us to believe the sketch, which you will see shortly, is the person responsible for the murders of these two little girls. We also believe this person is from Delphi, currently, or has previously lived here, visits Delphi on a regular basis, or works here. We believe this person is currently between the age range of 18 and 40, but might appear younger than his true age. But might not be. Directly to the killer who may be in this room. We believe you are hiding in plain sight. For more than two years, you never thought we would shift gears to a different investigative strategy. But we have. We likely have interviewed you or someone close to you. We know that this is about power to you. And you want to know what we know. And one day, you will. A question to you. What will those closest to you think of when they find out that you brutally murdered two little girls? Two children. Only a coward would do such a thing. We are confident that you have told someone what you have done. Or at the very least, they know because of how different you are since the murders. So what he that that sounds like they they're just what what is that what is that This is what it sounds like to me now after listening to that. So I take back what I said earlier. I don't believe they know who it is. Probably they have worked a lot with the FBI's behavioral science unit and a profiler has laid out who they think this type of person is, probably including that he lives in the area and is still living there. So I, one, I think the strategy, just, just my guess, is from what he said, the purpose of that was let's see after this goes out who disappears from town because it's such a small town 
it would be easy after that happens to be like, oh, my, my brother George, you know, has been he left town. He's not come back. And then now you know who to chase after. So you think this isn't like uh, we do know who it is or they have a fit? Because they said almost like, how do you think your family's going to feel? In my head, they it sounded like a Mr. What's that Kevin Costner movie? Brooks. Mr. Brooks. Mr. Brooks type thing where it's like, how do you think people are going to feel? whenever It almost sounded like they think it's somebody like of a notable or of importance type thing. I, I, I don't know. I, I think definitely because it's small town Indiana. It, it, everybody knows everybody. So I think it'd be easy to assume um, because this person is able to blend in town, they do worry about how they're perceived mm. because otherwise they would already stick out. You know what I mean? If they were a weirdo or if they did awful things. Oh, yeah, like a creepy guy down the street. He's yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So whoever this is, I think they're pretty convinced he's from the community and is still living there. And this would be a good move because it's he's kind of like giving out innuendo, like we know a lot more than you think we know, and you're about to we're about to close in on you. So now would be a good time for that person to beat feet. Leave so for someone to Isn't, act out of character, essentially. Yeah, yeah. could do something. Isn't that's what I think is going on almost. now after hearing that. Yeah, and it would be easy to identify in Delphi, right? Because everybody knows everybody. They'd be like, "Oh, hey, the janitor from the school has not showed up for work." you know, or whatever the case may be. So why do you put such a wide range of like age? Like if he does live there and doesn't live there, like why do you do that? Like, That's for people for tips, right? Yeah. And I, I bet you they, the, this vehicle that was parked there, that's a new tip somehow, or they captured a portion of it on some kind of video they didn't have available before or something. And they either got enough of a shot that they're able to guess an age or an eyewitness said the person was, you know, between this age and that age. So the big thing that I heard was like, and like that reminded me of the behavior analysis was when they called him a coward. Yes. Like that, that immediately was like, they're trying to get him to yeah. like, trigger him in some way. Cause I, I've, I've dealt with just on one case, I dealt very closely with an FBI profiler for a long period of my case. And they do that. They like map out exactly like what characteristics. Is the type the person. Of yes. Yeah. If you call him saying cat. you're hiding in plain sight, this is somebody mm-hmm. who's very confident almost. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Who would who would be embarrassed if this were to come out? Which is exactly what yes. you said. What's your family going to think? Whatever. Right, right, out. right. Because you can't blend in a small community like that and not be the town weirdo. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If you act out in those ways, outward. This is insane to think. Why about. wait two years for that though? Well, because they, they the me. original sketch came from that video, yeah. so they were trying to draw who they think it is. I would assume that this has been. Hours and hours and hours and hours of work here. Yeah, did they initially so. have a suspect? Like, did they ever no, come out public no. with one? They didn't. No. Well, that, that's why Patton then put out the reward. The initial press conference was just a screenshot or just a still picture from of, the video. Yeah, from the video and a little voice sample. And they did a press conference to Superintendent and Pat, and then Pat put up. Um, uh, you know, half the reward, and then I think right. they put up the other half or yep. something. And uh, it was all to elicit tips. And I guess it probably takes, man, you can imagine how many tips, that bullshit tips to get coming oh, in. Yeah. you got to sort through. With over two, I think everyone. it was like $200,000 up yeah. for grabs or something like that. So yeah. Everyone's calling. So yeah, it's just taking so much time to finally get enough information to the behavioral science unit, I, I'm guessing. And then it takes a long time for them to process it and get back to you because of their caseload. So, Jeez. Hey, I want to let you know, I mean, this show is nothing to do with this type of stuff ever. 
It is really cool to have a guy who's a very successful detective. Yeah. In here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 21 years of detecting shit, and you just, it's very awesome to have you in here. It, I'll tell you what, it's, uh, I'm glad you guys enjoy it. I enjoy it more, I think, from the outside now. Like, if we, the pressure? If we ever come up with, yeah, yes. And you've already experienced a little bit of what the bureaucracy yeah. is like when you're in the mix. Yep. That that's what I don't miss. Like working those cases and stuff, there was so much in the way of just doing just figuring it out. The cool stuff and yeah, and just doing the job. You know what I mean? And but from the outside, now can kind of just enjoy those good parts. It would be cool if we ever found our place to kind of work in in that capacity. Well, I think the interesting Mm -hmm. thing here is, especially knowing what we know now from you, you did the wiretapping for a while, Mm -hmm. you did the other stuff for a while. The thought of what's happening right now after this press conference, after dealing with you for uh, a little bit of time now, not dealing with you, but learning from you for a little bit, they're diving into people's phones. Like, okay, who made some frantic phone calls? Who's leaving town? It's it's almost like whenever I started doing MMA rolling with people. Yes. And Matreon would poke me in my one side. So I would literally just move. And as soon as I move, he grabs my neck. It's like, that's what detectives are doing. They're like literally just prodding at somebody or the suspect so that they do something and bang. They're like, all right, here we go. We got this person. Like if you could take a three-dimensional model of your case, right? All the facts and circumstances and players involved or whatever and lay it on a two-dimensional flat line. You're looking for things to go up and down from that flat line, right? And then you're like, oh, let me see why that happened. And, you know, it just takes such a long time to do. Not that, like, it's responsible for at least one of my divorces because <laughs> <laughs> I was so OCD. Like, I would just get so wrapped up in the cases that I would just work all the time. would be hard and, not to. Yeah. Right? yeah. Right. It would almost be hard yeah. not to because at any given time, something could pop off. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And I wouldn't let go of it. I'd be like, hey, I'm not, I'm not going to be home for a couple of days or whatever, you know, or I'd just pop in to sleep for two hours. Back out, always on my phone whenever we went anywhere. Oh, and, oh are you fucking somebody? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah, a potential serial killer. <laughs> but same thing, and it's not different than other jobs, really. I mean, to like in the NFL, if you want to be the best at your position, yeah. you have to be a freak about it, You right? have to be obsessed with it. Yes. You literally have to be and obsessed And there's, you know, that somewhat, sometimes doesn't balance well with other aspects. I have a question on that regard. Is it difficult to, like, detach yourself emotionally when you get invested in a case like that? It was for me. I, I think there are... Yeah, because seen- like when you catch this guy, you, you've been digging into this guy's life for a long time. Like mm-hmm. Doug Carter right there was very emotional in that mm-hmm. thing, right? Yeah. You could yes. hear him taking deep breaths. He was, when he catches it, how hard is it not just punch that guy right in the face? You know very what I mean? Very hard. Like, yeah. Very hard. Sometimes you're in the car waiting for the jump out, and you're like, I hope this motherfucker does something. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, like, just because you're just waiting. But uh, yeah, that and it's just like it's, it's hard to go home and enjoy relaxing and not paying attention or doing something for those victims. You know what I mean? Like, you feel guilty. Yeah, Yeah. you feel guilty about, oh, I'm just watching The the Sopranos tonight, and I should be fucking making some phone calls or something. Chasing a killer. Just real quick, shout out to the Indiana State Police doing their work here for the Delphi murders. Uh, Very excited to see if they can catch the asshole monster that did this. If you have any tips, please reach out. Uh, Go ahead and give. There's a big purse on the line for it. I'm not sure how big... Our demo is in Delphi, but I'm assuming there's a few people that are listening to this show right now. Um, if you know anything, hey, if you know something, say, say, something. say something. Amen.